first home buyers. It is a war zone. It's a minefield of um, of information, or sometimes lack of information. Today we're talking about where a first home buyer can buy a property with a five percent deposit. It sounds too good to be true. It's not. We're going to tell you more. Stay tuned. morning at uh, top of the morning billy bob billy boy top of the morning. how are you nice nice cup of tea to start the morning oh uh, most importantly billy you were attacked yesterday you were accosted by a local in dy um and your age did you, did you think about that overnight at all yeah and then when i got home the first thing as i walked through the door was mum mum's comments and she watched and what video. did she say she just reminded me of the horrible experience. No, <laughs> uh, no, it was a lovely, uh, it was a lovely encounter. Pleasure meeting, uh, I think Lizzie the legend, the local legend. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. She, 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 she thought you looked a little bit young, but she didn't know you're an old man in a young man's body. That's right. That's right. She just saw the young face check it out if you missed it yesterday um yeah heard the videos there of uh, a local attacking billy on his age being a real estate agent it was quality um we wanted to make this this show um so you can it's designed to share because there's a lot of i find that um it's a bit of a mixed bag with first home buyer stuff so to get the good quality information for a first-home buyer holistically and say, right, that's where I sit, that's who I am, and they're the incentives that I, I can get, will get, should get, it's really, really hard. So first-home buyer stuff in principle is in three slash four parts. Part one that we want to talk about is today is this, how small your deposit can be if you're a small home buyer with what the government's introduced as 5% deposits. Do you still owe the remaining 15%? How that works with LMI, lending mortgage insurance, how much you're saving on LMI. And also this incentive has now been extended across to um, single parents um, that want to buy yeah. on a 5% deposit and how it affects your cash flow. So it's a chunky topic. We're going to break it down over a five to five um, eight minute period so you can digest it well i think the first place to start with this is yes they exist yes they're available yes you should take advantage of them and no they're not going to be around forever it's not a guaranteed thing that these government grants are going to be on the table forever but whilst they're there you'd be crazy not to use them and i don't think worry about saving anything above the 5% deposit, to be honest. If you're trying to get into a property, kind of focus on getting your 5% together and then go from there. Don't stress about anything past that point to begin with. It is that easy. Um, and I think it's one foot in front of the other. And we were talking to a colleague in the office about 
this incentives scheme yesterday and it was like you've just got to get that money saved and the rest just falls into place but it just seems like mission impossible in a war zone and it's too hard and i haven't done it for 10 or 15 years i'm 35 i'm not going to be able to do it lies it's possible yeah i think that's a really big one i think um yeah luke's you know put a good comment here one step at a time focus on the save and then you'll be amazed how quickly after um you know a period of, of really aggressive saving you know where you're putting all your um you know just trying to put all your savings together you'd be amazed how quickly it does come together and then before you know it you're talking um you know serious conversations to a, a broker on how to um you know do the rest um cold so Isn't guys the five what's this what's the call gonna say question <laughs> Isn't the Labor government talking about removing this if they get back in? Oh, look, you just don't know with what's happening at the moment. There's mud being thrown around everywhere um, with what each other's going to be doing. But I, I just I just think with the first-home buyer stuff, it's if it, if it works for you and you fit into that box, don't assume that that box is going to stay that shape for the next year, two or three or four. It could well change. And then these incentives could come off the table very quickly. They come onto the table quickly, so they can leave it just as quick. But I want to go back to this 5% deposit. Let's stick to this 5% deposit. The reason the 5% deposit was developed for first-home buyers to buy a property was the sh just the, the, the comment that everyone makes is poor first-home buyer, how the hell do they get a deposit together to buy a property. It seems like it's the biggest pinch point for a first-time buyer to get that money together. Um, the way that was traditionally done before was leaning on mum and dad. Um, so first-time buyer with a little bit of money, the balance comes from mum and dad, and then they produce and buy a property. What's Luke got to say? If you want the home enough, you'll live on two-minute noodles and three jobs to save. It's true. it's true. So what happened is the government turned around and said, um, okay, okay, we realize that first home buyers need to get about 20% together. Yeah. If they don't have 20%, they will breach uh, a bank policy or necessity, I should say, which is called lender's mortgage insurance. This is where it gets a little bit complex. Bear with me on this. If you have a 20% deposit as any buyer, as a first home buyer, banks don't have to get, don't have to insure themselves against you. Lenders mortgage insurance is what it's called, LMI. So what actually happens is the bank says, you've got a 17% deposit. You've got a, we need to insure you for 3%. You've got a 15% deposit only. We need to insure you for 5% to take you up to 80%. Um, so there's a thing called lender's mortgage insurance. So yes, the bank's gonna give you the money, but they're gonna charge you lender's mortgage insurance for the difference that you don't have to take you up to 20%. So as an example, you've got a 10% deposit. Uh, well, you need to get taken up to another 20%. Um, which, so you need, and the bank's gonna get LMI for 10%. And then you're up to your 80% LMI. 
So they will charge you for the privilege. Now, if you have only a 5% deposit, the bank needs to get LMI insurance for you for about 15%. To take that can cost 15 to 20 grand depending on the loan sum. The bank will ask you to pay the LMI insurance because it's for you, because it's for yourself. So the government saw this problem a couple of years ago and said, well, these poor kids only have a 5% deposit. They can't get in to buy a property. These poor kids, not kids, sorry, some of them can be 40, they can be a 40-year-old virgin. Um, you know, they can, they can be whatever. So they said, look, these poor guys can't get their, their deposit together. So let's help them with the lender's mortgage insurance cost. So make no mistake, guys, you apply for this, you apply that you've only got a 5% deposit. The banks, uh, the um, government has worked with uh, four of the major banks to do this, and they, they have tailored a normal loan, a normal interest rate, together with a specific grant that you don't have to pay lenders mortgage insurance. Is that clear? It's clear. The, the silver lining here is that you do save approximately $15,000 on a loan circa 600000 Huge. So, so yeah. you still owe the 95%. You still owe the 95%, but you're not being punished for a smaller deposit where you were previously. Um, and, on, and a saving of $15,000 it is, um, you know, is pretty much half your deposit, or it can be. All right. So if you've just tuned in, first home buyers are missing this opportunity. It could be taken off the table. It should be taken advantage of. Pay with a five percent mortgage uh, uh, deposit. So on six hundred and forty grand, you've, we've got something for sale at the moment. A buyer's got to come with, uh, come up with how much? Well, to keep things around numbers, let's just say you borrow, let's just say you borrow six hundred thousand. So you've got forty yep. grand. You've got forty grand as your deposit. Yeah, I think that's pre that's pretty achievable. You can even do this between two people, a couple. So it's twenty grand each. You've got to come up with. Yeah, that's a good point. And if you think you're not, you can't buy much for six hundred and forty, we've just listed one yesterday, number ten, Sturdy Parade. That is a corker of a uh, of a unit. It's virtually brand new. It's nice and high. It's got views. It's full of light. Um, yeah. Not much to spend on it at all because it's a five six year old building. So she's 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 spunky and new in, in DY well, world. There is nothing to spend. It's brilliant. Nah. So you apply for it. You have your forty k. You can do it with you and your partner. Your income's there. Uh, no stamp duty, which is which is just massive. Um, Billy, you're in a similar um, class of repayments in this situation. Off the top of your head, um, what's the repayments going to be if someone if someone was using a five percent deposit? Well, this is exactly um, what I did for any first home buyers that are out there. Um, my current repayments are three thousand and forty four dollars. A month. Now, don't don't skip a heartbeat there. 
Yeah, Here's you do skip a heart. It, it, it is a bit scary when you hear that. Here's the good news for you, first-time buyers. Um, you can beg mum and dad to um, stay at home. This kind of property that we're selling here, um, we'll rent out for about 500, 550 a week. Um, that breaks yep. down, to, you know, two two thousand a month, um, two thousand two hundred a month on the on the slightly optimistic side. All you need to put in to cover your mortgage is about one hundred and fifty a week out of your pocket. We're talking a big night out here, a big Saturday night out, and everyone can afford or justify one hundred and fifty dollars for a big Saturday night out every now and then. So to get yourself into your own home, I think it's it's something that you want to just look at what you're prioritizing here. Yeah, look, it, it's intimidating, Billy. They're, they're big numbers. Um, that's they're, they're, they're big numbers, but I think when you chunk it down, now you're you're a little bit blessed to be able to live in um, accommodation where you don't have to pay rent. Not a lot of people have that. Um, yeah. But I was talking to a staff member yesterday where they, um, they're they in share accommodation um, and it was an extra couple of hundred bucks a week. So instead of you living in that first home property um, straight away, if you can avoid that, staying low rental accommodation dollars or no rental accommodation dollars um, yeah. and get on top of things um it's pretty manageable it is i mean as you said extremely blessed to um be in a situation where i can still live at home um you know definitely um appreciate not everyone has access to that there is equally a lot of people that do have access to it and you know maybe don't take advantage of it so here's something to maybe just think about um but as you said you don't need to you don't need to um you know live in that home forever I think another thing we've spoken about in the past is buy something that you can get your foot into. It doesn't have to be your forever home. You know, in theory, it can turn into a, you know, one of the portfolio. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's really important. Don't focus too much about having to tick every box on your wish list because you don't have to live in it forever. It can just be an investment down the line. It could be just a good renter. Um, rather than a property that you know you, that you're going to occupy, and you still can do that being a first-time buyer. Another thing, and I know that people may think is they may think they have to rent it, they have to live in it the whole time because they bought it under the grant, and that's not the case. Um, so Nicole's got a question. You want to answer that, Billy Bob? Um, can you use some of your super superannuation? Um, it's a yes, you can, um, but we're going to do an, we're going to do that next Monday or Tuesday. We're going to talk about buying in your super, buying sorry not buying your super, being a first home buyer, and using some of your super towards your deposit. Um, how do you do that? And we're going to we're going to chunk that down a little bit. There's a there's a lot of facets to it. We decided today we're just going to stick to that five percent deposit. Uh, give you a couple of working examples on that um, and then we're going to create just a little bit of a library there for people to share with friends and family on that. Anything else, Bill? No, I think the big numbers from today's takeaway, 5% deposit, save 15 grand yep. on your lender's mortgage insurance, zero stamp duty, yep. 
on a approximately 650 that works out to be a saving of 20 25 grand massive um rented out and mate as, as luke said here you know has this created a bit of a rental crisis maybe but take advantage of it if you can rent your property out you're going to get a premium at the moment it'll help offset a huge chunk of the mortgage um and it you know it, it is big numbers but it's manageable manageable you just need to set it up the right way it's doable as well yep. you, don't, you don't need massive income to um, buy your first property and in some core markets these prices have come back 10 or 20 percent on 600 grand that's about 120 grand prices are back so i know i know interest uh rates are up but you're saving 60 to 120 grand on your purchase these days comparatively than if you bought 12 bought 12 months ago pretty sexy yeah you're either getting a killer deal where you're getting a, an amazing property um, for 20% less, or for some people, it just gives you an, an actual opportunity to get into the market before some people were simply just priced out. There was nothing. Now there's something. That's a show. That's it. Thank you very much. Have a good one. What are you doing today, Billy Bob? Got a really got a, an exciting appraisal in the office. Um, Callbacks, second round of callbacks, busy day ahead. And you? Awesome. Um, just catching up because I've been away. So just, yeah, it would be good to get um, on top of all my emails. They're a, bit, a little bit out of control. And there's a couple of really big, exciting deals that are going to you'll come out in the marketplace and see shortly. So there's a couple of good Brookvale sales, um, Narrabeen sales, some commercial ones, um, and also Colorado Plateau. So a lot of that, yeah, there's some, some good good bigger deals happening what's the secret to your tan these days one hour <laughs> an hour a day keeps the pasty yep. away <laughs> yeah so when i was away i just said you know what i'm just gonna lay in the sun on an hour like a baking like a potato 30 minutes one side 30 minutes on the other there you go luke that's what you and i both <laughs> both needed to know you know what? You feel good with it. You got to do it. You got to do it. <laughs> there was a, there was a famous quote from Aristotle Onassis. He was a shipping merchant, uh, one of the richest men in the world at a, in a, at a stage, and he said, um, "Mr. Onassis, can you give us one piece of advice in business?" And he said, and he this is a like a news editor asked him, and the, and he said, "Yes, I'll give you one piece of advice." And they said, um, what is it? And he said, always stay tanned. And they were like, what? And he goes, always stay tanned. He said, in business, good times, bad times, I always look the same. He said, I always stay tanned. Very good for you. Great guy. And I love that. I think it's, I think it's healthy. I agree. I do like that one. <laughs> See you later. See you, right. Take care. Bye.